1: Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie Wham! Video episode four! We're in the fourth stage already? This is ridiculous. I thought it was going to be over at one. I'm almost pregnant. So, our fourth episode of this, I hope you guys are enjoying it. As we said, every fourth episode, every last one of the, I don't know, every fourth fucking episode, we're also going to do parts of this live. So the live stream's going right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Live streamers are going to hang out with us Mm -hmm. through the opening and through the news portion of the show. So if you see us mention that or Accidentally look over at these wonderful sexual sum bitches in this chat right here. You'll know why but uh, we got a fun fucking show for you guys tonight. Isabel our friend Isabel the combat wombat is this this week's patreon sponsor She's amazing man She got up in the middle of the night in Sweden to watch the live stream to hang out with us tonight She traveled all the fucking way from Sweden to come hang out with us at ScareFest, which by the way she, Yeah, you guys should come to that shit that Scarefest. We're gonna have a huge event. It's gonna be blast. Yeah, man Yeah. I thought she was from like... The land of a thousand lakes. I thought she was from like Atlanta. No.
0: Georgia. No, No, I know. She's from...
1: Uh, She's cleaned her Swiss army knife and everything. Fucking amazing. An awesome human being and I'm glad as shit to know her. And her movie pick was a fun one too. It's Night Watch. Now there's two versions of this film. It was originally a foreign film that starred Nicholas Costadou, uh, the dude from Jamie from Game of Thrones. Ah, that guy who yeah. did it, and he was the original one. And did he fuck his sister? I don't know. In this one, I don't know. Maybe oh, that nasty tune in bitch. to find out. Uh, but there's also an American version called uh, Night Watch that was a remake by the same director, but the script was rewritten for uh, U.S. audiences by Steven Soderbergh of all people. It yeah. stars Ewan McGregor, Nick Nolte, and Josh Brolin, and Patricia Arquette. A huge all sarcastic. So we're going to be reviewing that tonight. We're going to be reviewing the way back. We've got a bunch of fun news stories for you guys. We're going to have a bunch of fun trailer reactions coming up for you. The first news story that needs to come up about the real life Jason Voorhees and Sasquatchian. Whew. He drank that shit Now and that he wants to murder issue, fucking people. It fell. What are we going to do when Christmas comes? The first news story of the day, as you said, this comes from fansided.com. Um, 1428elm.com. I don't know which one it is actually. It shows them both, uh, but real life. I don't even want to do this anymore <laughs> Jason, yeah, I feel like de- like I want to I, get a lawn chair and cry. I feel like Ben Affleck in the way back do so want to put a like inner tube on and just sit in a fucking laser I don't cover. want to coach your fucking team to <laughs> be depressed. Oh Dude damn. I'm fucking no, no no no. Uh, this is by Susan Layton from fansided real-life Jason Voorhees chases people with a hatchet in Canada. In Saskatchewan. sask what? Someone please Saskatchewan? check on Dave McRae. Is he safe? Saskatoon. We need a safety update from Dave McCrae. Again,
0: I will point out that you're probably drinking that Bud Light orange bullshit. Somebody looked at him while he was drinking it. He didn't want to be shamed. And he was like, I'll fucking kill you. <sighs> What's funny about it is the fact that he was standing in front of a lighthouse. Like, these campers were out there, right? They were just going out to have a good they time. They weren't campers. They were workers. They well, workers, whatever. They were on, their, they were on their way. Yeah, you know, that's the thing of the Jason Voorhees thing. They were, out there. They were on their way back to their, to their place of... Uh, business and fucking sea shanties and, and the motherfucking guy with the hatchet sitting up there by the lighthouse just looking out he's like like I, I don't know like arnold schwarzenegger from terminator 2 and he's like he said that he got mad because somebody looked at him he was like yeah like, you fucking looking at me he's like no
1: i'm sorry i was just like saying hello he's like fucking looking at me and but then he chased him the guy was uh, a member of a supported living group facility yeah. so i don't know what that entails like uh, that, what that is that, is, that, is that maybe like uh like recovering addicts or I something? I have no fucking idea. Dude just standing out in front of a fucking lighthouse with a hatchet, like Willem Dafoe, and these dudes are coming back. What ba- if his name was Molly Hatchet? <laughs> <laughs> and he had the soundtrack. From their lunch break, yeah. and they, they, they meet eyes with the guy, and the dude just starts fucking walking towards them like goddamn Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's more of a Victor Crowley thing, because Jason Voorhees didn't always use that. Yeah,
0: I, I saw somebody say that. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's kind of scary as fuck that that even happened to him. Thank God nobody got hurt or, 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 or like, injured. or yeah. what. Well, but the well, fact that it really fucking happen like that's crazy a guy was just standing there with a hatchet like looking off in the distance wondering why he doesn't have a machete yeah. And then fucking, like, someone made eye contact with him while he was drinking his Bud Light orange and he went crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, the dude just, he starts stalking after him and they all take off. Like, and they were smart, though. They weren't, like, you know, idiot horror movie characters. They immediately were like, we're going to start right. running. We're going to fucking run. So they all take off running. They hide behind the courthouse and the guy just, like, can't find him, stalks by. Eventually the cops show up. The dude gets charged with, like, threatening or whatever it was. What was it He actually? He faces charging of assault with a deadly weapon, carrying a weapon dangerous to the public peace, and a breach of a court order. Dude already had a court order against him oh. for Bud Light Orange. And that's what happened. That so, is. there's your Friday 13th news of the week. I wish there was a better story. I really fucking do. But there's not. <laughs> oh, God dude, There's not. I'm feeling a little woozy here. The Bud Light Orange <laughs> really took it out on you guys. The only Halloween news I have, and this is this will be fresh to you, oh, by the way. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. The only Halloween news I have. Oh, I did see have, this.
0: I didn't read the article, but I did see this. Yeah,
1: this teacher for Halloween dressed up as Michael Myers uh, and went to the school dressed as Michael Myers. Uh, the live chat, sorry you guys won't see it, but you guys will see it. I'll put up the pictures as we go. This motherfucker is just a teacher who just decided to dress as Michael Myers one day. He shows up, he, he details the whole thing. You got him getting off the bus with his lunchbox, and he's got some girth to him too. He's yeah, he's a big guy. Big looking dude. He's got that tots, Halloween 2018. Yep. It's like like a new good new student. Michael checks in at the attendant's <laughs> office. <laughs> I can't get my goddamn locker combination. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Michael, did you forget your locker combination? Better head to the front office to speak with Mitch. You know but, what? Like, if Michael Myers is real, he'd like it's never happened to Jason. <laughs> he sneaks up on the receptionist. He does all sorts of shit. He goes to the science lab, does doing this shit, and this shit's going kind of like semi-viral right now. That's cool. What bothers me is like this one shot of him in front of the uh, uh, the vending machines, and it's like hungry, hangry. Sorry, Michael. The vending machines are turned off during the school day. You'll have to come back later. Why the fuck do you have vending machines at a school? And they're turned off while school's in session. Well, they did that kind of shit back when we were in high school, too. They would, they would, they
0: would kick on at a certain time sometimes. But what's the point, Jay? I don't know. That but school children need sustenance while they're besides in besides the it doesn't matter anyway, because Michael, they don't have, like, canned uh, dog food. That's or, the, or, or canned dogs.
1: Canned dog. Or, or dog, dog chips. Dog. dog. chips. Uh, there's... He's not even... Where's his wiener? I know. I knew it. There's a shot of him just peeing in a urine. So Audrey wasn't really just his this middle name. This must be the coolest fucking school ever, by the way. Yeah. Like... Oh, yeah, I'm a teacher, I'm just gonna dress up in in today's climate, like, I'm just gonna dress up like a fucking serial killer and go to work, it's no big deal, I work with children, it's fine! They let him do it, and then they let him show pictures of him taking pisses
0: in the fucking... They have a lot of... As a, as a matter of fact, dude, he's far fucking back. Like, that's that yeah. that's every
1: guy at uh, 2.30 in the morning at a bar. Yeah. That's how they pee. They look like they have carpet in their bathroom. That's fucking weird, too. Yeah. No, I guess it's, it's just tile. tile. Yeah. yeah. Remember in elementary school, we just had a fucking trough. Yeah, dude. That's it, all you it, had. It, you it, had to it, whip your dick out in front of all your friends and pee in it.
0: Yeah, goddamn. It was like fucking... Um, Kill or be killed in that bitch. They didn't give a shit.
1: (laughs) You gotta come with the thunder and don't come at all. Yeah, it's like pretty much like I'm fucking ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get ready for life right now. Um, He's playing the piano. He's doing all sorts of shit. But I wonder if he's playing the the, uh, the John Carpenter theme it says when he plays it it says he only knows chopsticks oh well I mean I don't know what the fuck Chopsticks big so yeah. that's okay he's in the color guard, he's got a tuba he's on a treadmill this school is really fucking fancy by the way they have a lot of nice things uh, you got the studio. how much how,
0: okay, how much
1: would you throw down though that any of those kids
0: actually know who he is you know what I mean? As like a teacher? Uh, no, no, uh, uh, like right there. And that, and the, yeah. yeah, like they're like, who the fuck is it? Is he from SpongeBob?
1: Who oh, is he? Like uh, they, they yeah. probably don't know. That's true. Well, no, Halloween 2018 came out. That's so true. It's closet, the, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but uh, he goes to the nurse. What bothers me is that he goes. Uh, imagine this is his class. It says now you're catching on, Michael. All you have to do is raise your hand. He's sitting in a classroom. Look at this fucking classroom, dude. They have WWE it's a, it's belts a, it, it, hanging a, in the back. It's a history class. It's the coolest fucking class know, of all amazing. time, man. God, these kids are lucky. But, dude. They got Julius Caesar, I think. Yeah. Uh, no,
0: it's not Julius Caesar. Goes, so you're right, what you're telling me essentially is that Julius Caesar was a salad dressing dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he's on the bus at the end of the day. But Ben Hartnell, you have our salute Rocking out, you're bro. You're a cool fucking dude. Mm-hmm. And your is even cooler to let you do that. Uh, that's literally the only Halloween news. Some sites... Ben now actually looks like uh, Tyler Mayne from uh, Halloween 2. <laughs> I can see that shift. <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, some sites are trying to put out there that this is new news, and it's not new news, uh, but whatever. It's know, not like it ain't what got that new new. Uh, but they're saying that Halloween trailer may come out in June, and it's like, that's not mm, actual news. We'll see. News, or that Halloween Kills is getting ready to film in a couple months. We already knew that. They said that. Hold but, on. Hold on. Hmm?
0: Um, texting... Jason Blum says no.
1: Mm. They're saying the trailer could come out in June, which is when the last trailer came out. It came out in June. So it makes sense that it would come out in June. We were hoping for a Super Bowl trailer, but that was always a slim fucking chance. Um, but with Candyman coming out, which looks fucking awesome as shit, by the way, yeah. uh, I'm thinking probably they'll do the same thing. They'll drop the new Halloween K- Kills trailer in June. And the other news story was that they're getting ready to begin filming Halloween ends, but we already fucking knew that anyway. They said that months and months of Who the again. fuck We got discovered Uh, No, no, they just make up lies. They're like, it's going to come out tomorrow. They just make up straight fucking lies. That's all that they do on there. Um, But, okay, let's see here. What else do we have to cover? Uh, A lot of quick news stories. The Last of Us, a badass video game. Uh, I
0: played this uh, a few years ago. One of the better video games I ever played. Like, I remember uh, I I traded in my Xbox 360 a few years ago, and the guy when I was getting the PlayStation 3, he's like, "You gotta play The Last of Us." And usually, I'm like, "Oh, you know, you've never seen a vagina, because you know he's a, he's a look like that kind of guy. And I'm like, "Well, I'll trust you." So I got it, and I I played it. And dude, it's it's literally one of the, like the very opening scene of that movie or that video game. It's I always call it a movie because it's so cinematically like satisfying and the plot so good. It makes you cry. Like it puts you in this world where like everything's shit, everything's awful, everything's horrible. And and there's this moment when you see what happens with the main guy Joel and his daughter. Dude, you fucking you be broke. I wanna play it, dude. No, I you would be I broke. But but as the you know as the uh, the the story goes on, there's a lot of moments that Joel comes out of his funk. And and he he starts realizing that he's worth more than uh, dog poop, and he starts uh, you know, making a relationship with with the uh, with the girl. Uh, I can't remember I can't remember her name. I mean I'm sorry I can't remember the girl's name. The the main girl in the in the in the video game. But dude, it's it's a powerful yeah. powerful fucking video game, and it makes
1: sense. It it literally is by definition. It should have been on TV. Yeah. Without like the plot's so good. Well, that's the news right there. Is that they're taking the Last of Us series and they're putting it in the works on the best possible platform mm. for this shit. Next to Netflix or something most of us have, which is HBO. It's gonna be on HBO, they're making a Last of Us series, and they're gonna take the dudes who did Chernobyl, which I only got to watch a couple episodes of, but it was really fucking good. Um, creator uh, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann uh, are gonna make a, uh, a series based on The Last of Us for HBO So which I mean when you play a game like that and I always wanted to play the game I just don't it's, have it's a PlayStation. Great, yeah. It's fucking limited to PlayStation with suck shit But that's the kind of game that's made to be a movie Like that's not like you trying to turn Mario into a fucking movie and doing the shit that you do with it You know, I, I kind of like built I, as I, a
0: cinematic I, adventure. I kind of like the Super Mario Brothers with John Lewis Amo.
1: I love it's it. It's corny as fuck it sucks, and it's a terrible movie, but, but I, I just like it. Liked it. Just, yeah. or, I don't know. And the same thing with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Technically well, Moral Combat once all right,
0: but I love it. It's still good. But yeah, that's a, that's some cool news. And it makes sense. They uh, as in the article they said that they it's going to be over uh, spanning over like the entire game over a few episodes and that, you know, maybe additional content would be added in. They're bringing the writer in from the video game in association with with other people. So like, it's definitely like they're they're taking it seriously. They're not being like, oh, okay, what's a video game adaptation? Let's fucking throw Mila Jovovich face on it and fuck it. Yeah, they're gonna have a good. One. Oh, you threw me off there for a second. Mila Jovovich. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Resident Evil. By the way, speaking what? of which, time out. A little tiny tidbit of uh, Titty news. Your winner? Yeah, it's that. It's that big. A tic tac. I'll freshen your breath. Come over here and suck it. But anyway, uh, like what I'm saying is, is that uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, I stole it. It's, it's from Click. I got to give oh, it where it's credit too. Damn it! Due. But anyway. Um, Resident Evil. Apparently, a, uh, a big rumor is going around that they are going to make a Netflix series based on Resident Evil. Yeah, they're not sure. That. Well, they're not sure about whether it's going to be based on the Paul W. S. Anderson uh, universe or it's going to be yeah. its own thing, a self-contained story. I hope they move away from the Paul W. S. Anderson uh, yes. bullshit yes. and they get it back to where it should go. I would rather restart the whole fucking series and put it on Netflix and make it a TV show based on the stars and based on Chris Redfield, uh, Jill Valentine, and make it Barry fucking Burton. scary.
1: It doesn't need to be a pseudo fucking like a high fucking octane fast in the Furious right. action movie make it scary put him in that fucking mansion with zombies yeah. and let it go that's what I'm saying and dude there's so much stuff about
0: that 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 video game that's I mean it, literally it's a mansion full of fucking traps there's like a puzzle to solve there's a murder mystery yeah. there's a thriller there's horror elements in it but I mean it, it literally could have been one of the better movies that they ever put out if they had let Ramiro do what Ramiro wanted to do And yeah. said fucking
1: it But Yeah uh, One of the other news stories That's going on today Is that A Quiet Place 2 Has been shown To some lucky people Who mm-hmm. got to see it And apparently it's Nobody said a word Dope as shit as <laughs> I was was saying, it's, it's quiet the- no, Speaking so like you know it. of Quiet Place I- I'm watching the way back Tonight with my daughter Who's 10 And she's eating these Reese PC snacks Out of this thing And the movie's very quiet And serious And there's a lot of Talking going on And she would not stop with that fucking rapper And she was like Dude, you and then know she what? was eating it, and she was like, oh,
0: that, oh. "That'd be the kind of audience she we, eats so fucking loud." We call, we, we've uh, complained about those before. Like, I, it, it's like when you're setting—I've I've, set like five rows back, and I can literally hear them fucking going. Yeah. I can hear you getting fat. And then they'll and then they'll wait, and they'll put it aside, and then they'll wait, and they're like, "Okay, well, okay, they're they're gonna wait." And then right when a fucking emotional impactful moment happens, like, "Oh." oh.
1: Oh! It's not like <laughs> us sitting in the like donut chicken sandwich. it's <laughs> 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 She kept doing that. I was like, Memphis, stop it. And she was like, I'm sorry, what do you want me to do? I was like, pour it in your hand. She's like, I can't. It's too deep in the bag. I need hydration. hydration. <laughs> serious situation there. Yeah. But, anyways, A Quiet Place. Not the movie that you want to eat snacks during, but apparently people are saying it's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is not surprising. John Krasinski's come back to direct it. Cillian Murphy's starring in it, along with Emily Blunt, and they're both fucking fantastic. Cillian Murphy's always been He's underrated. A, yeah, amazing. Uh, for me, but what people are saying about it that have seen it sounds good. Uh, Joseph Deckelmeyer says, Holy crap, Quiet Place is a hell of a ride. The movie's over and my body is still tense. Kudos to the whole cast for making me feel every emotion with their acts. Did he get acting? jacked off during it? <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> That's
0: not... He's not talking he about it. got jacked off
1: like we all did in our age group during Titanic when we were younger Ooh, yeah, John Krasinski great. knocked it out of the park um, uh, Chris Killian says the use of sound in A Quiet Place 2 is so vital in what could have easily been a retread John Krasinski finds unbelievable creative ways to keep the movie's niche from getting stale the entire cast the entire cast is fantastic and it's riveting from top to bottom other people are going on to say that not only is it a great film and it works on the same level as the first film but it's very world building it adds to the world of it and it actually leaves room for more sequels so good fucking news A Quiet Place Place Two is apparently dope as shit.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and Krasinski did an amazing job with uh, not only the script that he wrote, the directing that he did, and him starring in the the first one. Having him back in flashback sequences, which he is, and he's helming the movie again, it's perfect. I don't think, and I did see a lot of people say, oh, "Are we talking about a Quiet Place Three? Oh, who who knows?" Like I think we should stop now, Jim. Okay, it's time to stop. Look, now. I didn't think they should make a sequel. I didn't either, and that's what I'm saying. Like I'm glad that the movie's doing well, and I'm glad that the consensus is overall positive. But at this point. Like, uh, you know, quit, quit while you're ahead. Like you killed it in the sequel. Quit now. I don't know. I gotta see the movie
1: first, though. If the movie really lends to a sequel, it looks good in the trailers. Then yeah. So so, I mean,
0: I, I think it'll be the same kind of cool, intense, building atmosphere that the first one was, and. But, I mean, as far as, like, uh, making a universe around The Quiet
1: Place and making, like, Quiet Place 4, 5, and 8, I, I'm, I, I'm good. I say fuck it. I, um, well, I said don't do the sequel initially. But if they did the sequel and the sequel's good, then why stop fucking there? But, um, again, hopefully they, that one of my only grabs of that movie is hopefully the CGI on the monsters this time around is a little bit better and more honed. One of my only grabs from that movie. So, yeah. But, yeah, all good news all the way around. All right, we're almost at the clip of this. So I will stop this. All right. So, Jay, they, what is that? No, I'm not doing what it. What is anymore. that over there? Oh my God! No, yeah, okay. you're selling. God <laughs> fucking! God damn! I wish I was show enough and I would knock you the fuck out with the back of my knuckles. <laughs> oh, so our next news story, our last news story, is another Batman story from the Batman. Robert Pattinson, Patrick, Patrick Pattinson. They were, they should. In pure fucking, they're they're almost doing this the exact same way Zack Snyder did it for no. uh, <clears throat> Batman vs Superman. They have released posters pictures. They have released pictures yet again of the Batmobile,
0: and it's fucking smexual. A lot of people have mixed feelings about the, the, the Batmobile. They're like, oh, it's a, it's a muscle car. When I look at this, I immediately think, fucking sexy as fuck, awesome. And then I think of uh, Paul Walker's like, oh, you a 10-second car. <laughs> it looks like some shit that he would give to Vin Diesel in the, in the Fast and the Furious remake. but or, or the Fast and Furious movie. The thing is... Um, it's not that far removed from the actual comic books. Like in the 1970s and 80s, they got away from more of the futuristic looking back cars and they went more muscle car with a little bit of an extra feature on it. That's fine. And actually, the, the, one of the comic books I read about today and I had never read it, but the Jason Todd's first appearance, they think that they're taking a massive amount of uh, inspiration for it was like the new adventures of Batman number 400 or something. And again, Jason Todd's first appearance. That car looks a lot like that. And I, like like, it. I do, I like it. Like, it, it's practical, it. it's normal, it, like, it's not gonna, it's not too flashy, but you know you got a big dick.
1: <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love it, man. Yeah, it does look like a Fast and the Furious car, and it does look like a muscle car, but there's something about it. <laughs> I hope that, I hope
0: one day, I hope it happens in the movie, where, where they're like, why didn't you ever take this? Like, it scares the shit out of me.
1: <laughs> like Vin Diesel. <laughs> but, no, it, like, for one, the weapons are all hidden, which I like. Yeah. You can't see the weapons, they're not standing out. It looks like a car that if Batman had to get to the crime that was happening without getting pulled over by the police, he could do that with. Yeah. And it looks, I I don't know, this is supposed to be year one, year two, maybe. It's supposed to be in the beginning of Batman shit, so I love the fact that it looks like a car that he built. It's just, there's something very fucking realistic about it, man. Yeah, it's it's a practical car for a practical time. And then, but then you get to the back, and when you, and this is, by the way, this is my screensaver on my computer, by the way, but when you get to the back with those fucking lights and that engine or whatever the fuck that thing is, I'm not a a car guy, I don't know looks like the cover art for need for speed part eight <laughs> and then he's walking towards it like fucking looking badass oh, in man, that suit yeah. man such a beautiful picture man and the lights that are in it the lights remind me of uh i think batman forever has an underrated fucking batmobile dude yeah. where it's like it's got those like ribs in it and they're like shining no, well, blue he, through it it's cool but that shit looked like a, a guy that goes to raves a lot designed the
0: back car he's it's, like yeah it, I, I was chipping on ecstasy and i'm I, you know <laughs> i was like yeah it, it feels good the thing about that car the, the new car it's cool as fuck and it, it's practical and it makes sense but at the same time it's not like to me. I think the coolest Batmobile ever, the ever f- was the '89 Batman. Batman. Yes. yes. the Tim Burton Batmobile agree. was the fucking, without a doubt, quintessential. quintessential what's yeah, Batmobile. The That's it. We with all this, had it as a toy. It came in that fucking gold
1: like Batman dude, lettering. You
0: know what? I always, I always wanted the the Batman Returns one where you could like uh, pop off the
1: wings where it gets that like that rocket yeah. thing. Anyway, but with <laughs> the original one, you could shoot the rockets out of it. But it you could press like, the little it, button. And
0: you know, like, pew. I never. I don't know if they knew this when they designed the toy, but when you pop off the fucking sides of the car and it goes, it looks like a big wiener. <laughs> like with, with like two little balls and like a big wiener but anyway but that that is uh like there's nothing wrong with it first off his suit which will we'll, we'll, I want to talk about real quick his suit is practical it makes sense like he's not really um sure of himself he's gonna armor up and he and you know he wants to make sure he can take down some crime. And so the car itself is is reflective of his maybe um, hesitancy to go into the vigilante. And plus, like, he's like, "What if this shit doesn't work out? I don't want to drop you know a half million dollars on a fucking back car." Like, well, I'm just gonna, and plus, I just he just has a that,
1: motorcycle that has a, has a weird bat fucking It's still shiny and, and fancy enough to be the bat car, but it's almost, uh, compared to other Batmobiles, it's inconspicuous. Compared to other Batmobiles, yeah. like, I think uh, you can get from here to Kroger or Walmart in this without getting pulled over, possibly. I like the fact that it's a little bit incognito, but it's still fucking badass looking on the surface. You know and what? Then, if you invited Matthew McConaughey to your party, he'd roll up in that. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, and then you get this side shot of it with a the, with the bat cape. It looks cape, cool finally. as fuck, man. And again, where they're showing Batman's suit in this, this is almost a reassurance after we saw those uh, the suits from the test shots on the motorcycle where yeah. the suit looked a little fucked up and the cow looked a little fucked up. Here, you get a reassurance that that suit, when it's full on in the movie with all the extra special effects or whatever, it's going to look fucking dope as shit. I can understand some of
0: the people getting mad about it, but not really. Like It, it looks like, it, again, it goes back to the 1970s, 80s comic books when they were trying to get away from more of the, you know, plastic special effects futuristic cars and they went to more of a basic kind of get-around car. It also reminds me of the 1960s Adam West car. Which everybody fucking bit. loves. Yep. And, and you know, it, it, like, yeah, it's souped up and it looks different and whatever, but it's basically, a, what was it, a fucking Corvette or something that they redesigned? I don't know, man, It Ferrari, was not a Ferrari or something. That is what I'm getting from that, but it does, like, from this angle, like, Batman's walking away from me. He's like, I just hijacked this shit GTA style. <laughs> like, I had
1: to have a car to get here fast. But it's believable. Like, but it's, it's cool. I, I've never seen a fucking muscle car with the goddamn engine exposed. Yeah. Like, he doesn't give a shit. I feel like this car would have fit in Batman Begins in The Dark Knight yeah. pretty fucking well, because I know everybody, like, loves the tumbler or whatever. And the tumbler's cool because it's very, very, like... It's it come in black? It has a lot of... It, it. It's perfect for this situation, for when you it becomes a tank, it does all this shit, it jumps over buildings or wherever. But this, to me, this is even more realistic. Yeah. This is even more realistic to a first or second year Batman who's just figuring his shit out. But he's also made a sort of souped up car that you can tell has some hidden weapons in it. I, I fucking love it, dude. I, I think it, it's, it almost it feels. like in, I gotta see it in action, but it may be one of my favorite Batmobiles of all time. It kind of feels like some shit that's, uh, that uh, Dalton James Bond would drive. Yeah, you know
0: what I mean. Like, but an early version. Yeah, like an early version. Same time. But it's, it's still it's. It's muscly, it's powerful. Let's put a condom on and fuck. Like I'm ready for it, okay? <laughs> and I mean I'm sure it eats premium gas too, like a motherfucker. Bro, you gotta be rich. You gotta, be rich. you gotta be rich to fucking have
1: it. Bruce Wayne can afford it
0: though. I but believe. dude, it looks cool, man. Like and again, look at the angle right here. Look at this angle. Tell me that doesn't look
1: like the Adam West car. It does slightly it, different. That's what I thought too. It's just a little bit more badass fucking look to it. I love it. I think it's dope as yeah, shit. Yeah, it's gonna be good. What do you guys think about the new Batmobile? What do you like like about it? Uh time
0: out real quick. Tim Burton Batman, 1989 tell me that it's not the coolest scene ever. Not just the part where he's like, stop, and the car stops in front of him. That's badass, dude. But when he goes to the Ace Chemicals factory, yeah. and the fucking thing shields up, and oh, then drops yeah. the bombs, yeah. dude, that's when you're like, oh
1: my god. And then it's like rushing out of the fucking, you know, the flames. That's like what it feels to chew five gum moment. I always go back to Batman Returns, dude. Everybody says, like, with Batman vs Superman, they're like, Batman doesn't kill. Oh god, Batman oh, he does he did. he killed Whatever. a lot. You watch Batman Returns? He told the he, bitches. Did, he, look, he killed like a hundred people with his Batmobile in Batman Returns. Do you remember? Drop those fucking like balls, they're literally balls, do you remember, bombs in that fucking warehouse and blew a bunch of motherfuckers do up. Do you remember those fat out of work clowns when they were all
0: and they were throwing fire? Yeah. He, like literally the Batmobile was like and turns around yeah. and
1: sets them on fire. Which, by the way, when we say the 1989 Batman mobile is the best Batman mobile, I, 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 I think Batman Returns is just an extension. <laughs> You're saying Batmobile. I, I, yeah, Batman mobile. <laughs> the Batman. It's not uh, like an out of fucking work. I, cell phone. That Batmobile is just an extension of the '89 Batmobile. Yeah. it's just a little bit different, but it's an extension of. It. I've actually sat in that before, by the way. That yeah. one of those like Smithsonian things. I sat in the fucker and like touched the buttons. There's, and there's so, so much the jealousy thing. inside yeah, me. Good, I can't so. contain it. You want it? I know. I do. Need I want it. it. So, what do you guys think about the new Batmobile? Comment down below with your all thoughts, loves, concerns, hates, uh, and plus whimsical, as a recovering vampire, it's remarks. perfect for him to
0: drive. Yeah battens Dude, look, look at the fucking, like, the
1: goddamn headlights. They even look like... They're it's just, it's cool, man. It's yeah. a cool car. Yeah, and it looks like one that, honestly some fucking car company should make a version of this and sell it. Just like they, they did it with Batman vs. Superman. They sold that Jeep that he was driving in the beginning. I don't know if it was like a gonna Jeep be there or day whatever one. It was. But they sold versions of that, that were like Batman vs. Superman special editions and I wanted that shit. because Just because Ben Affleck looks so dope driving it. Even though it was like a fucking RAV4 and he's driving it through the city like when Superman's crashing down. I don't know. I love it. I mean, it, who right? cares if it looks like Matchbox Matchbox cars took a
0: shit with a bat. Like, who cares? <laughs> I fucking love it, man. It's I mean, dude, it, like, again, I, I go back to the practicality of the of the car. Yeah. Like, I feel like it fits perfectly with the tone that the film's going to
1: set. A in the yeah. Rippin' and the tearin. Yeah. The ripping and the tearin. Rip it, rip it, and tear it. Okay, so, moving on to the movie review section of the, uh, the Equestrians. equestrians. Uh, the we great, like horses. The great fucking Ben Affleck no. has a new movie Knoshly. out, shit. Respect to this guy, man. It's so fucking <clears> great. The Way Back just came out tonight. We both went to go see it. And what this movie is about, it's about a guy who's been through some Shit, yeah. he's been through the fucking ringer, and he has an alcohol addiction. He has an alcohol problem. He's he's estranged from his wife, and he's just going through it. Gavin O'Connor directed this, which is also he's famous
0: for The Warrior. He's he's done some uh, the, accountant, the Accountant, like yeah. he's done some great movies. Um, th- but what I like the the best about it is the fact that they really didn't shy away from showing the abuse of the alcohol that Ben Affleck is doing in the film. Uh, yeah. Jackie is his name, and, and it's constant. He goes to work. As a construction worker every day, after work, he you know, or during work, he's pouring vodka in his in his thermos and he's drinking that on the job, which is fucking dangerous and badass at the same time. Don't, don't do that. But, it's you know, he's doing that. Then he goes to the bar afterwards. Then he goes to home and he drinks and he fucking drinks and then he passes out. Then he wakes up in the morning and just to get through the day, he has to have a fucking beer in the shower while he's showering. And he's like, God damn. Dude, that's when you know your job sucks. <laughs> you need a new job. But, dude, I will say... It's very cathartic for Ben Affleck in this movie. You can really tell that he put a lot of himself in this role because it, it's a reflection of what he was going through uh, a few months ago, maybe even as recently as uh, two months ago. I don't fucking know. But he went through all this. Yeah. And he even he's a self-admitted uh, alcoholic. He lost his marriage due to it. Uh, he had to back away from the Batman movies because of it. And man, you got you got to have the balls of steel of Duke Nukem to fucking do what he did, and you you can't you can't throw out the fucking respect, you can't put more respect on that name yeah. than by saying salute to you, man, because there's a lot of guys like that's a thing. It's not just guys or girls or whatever you want to say, whatever pronoun you need to use. There's a lot of people that go through that kind of fucking emotional struggle every fucking day, and it's really hard, uh, and people don't understand it that you're you're suffering from a disease. And it's silent but deadly killer, I'm much like a fart in in a car. But it's silent and deadly, and uh, you you have to you know go about your day like everything's okay and everything's not wrong and you're not fucking falling apart on the inside. And he does that. He captures that that scenario so well.
1: The everydayism because, of it.
0: Because like? because he go he's gone through it, and and that's what I'm saying. Like I think that overall, like you can't you can't trust. Um, certain people that tell that kind of story unless they've gone through it, unless they're either going through it or they've gone through it or, or whatever the, the fact that he went through it, that's why I think this movie is so powerful. Man. Yeah,
1: and it is, man. And that's the whole story of the thing. So he's going through all this stuff. He's, he's an alcoholic. He's got this stuff. And then randomly, out of the blue, this uh, I think it's a Catholic school, is it is it Catholic? Yeah. They call him and they say, hey, we need a new basketball coach. Because he used to be this great player and he had a full ride to Kansas and he just gave it up. And, and he talks about that in the trailer. Why? Because of issues with his dad and stuff like that. But there's a whole backstory to him and his character that you don't know until like halfway <laughs> through the movie. And when it lands, when it drops, because you've got yeah. that... There's the Remember the Titan stuff. It, it, it is a basketball team movie, but it's really just about him and what he's going through more than anything else. And it reminds me a lot of Fool Nelson, a movie with Ryan Gosling in it that came out a few years ago. That's a really good movie where he's a really good teacher, but he's also like addicted to crack and in like that. Uh, Ryan Gosling. He's an amateur. <laughs> oh, no, he's great. I love him. But uh, it reminds me of that movie a lot where, where it's, it's about the school, but it's also really just about him. And so he gets called to be this, 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 this basketball coach, and one of the best scenes in the movie is this scene where, and this is non-spoiler, so we won't go into the stuff but there's a scene where he wants to say no like he doesn't want to do it he right. wants to back away from it and he goes home and he drinks like an entire case of beer and he's trying to talk himself dude, it. that was that. that, that was, scene that, was so good dude man. Uh,
0: well I, we've all been in a situation before where it strikes you it strikes your fancy to just like you know escape from responsibility or or not to look at yourself in the mirror because you don't want to be a better person you know what I mean like you're just stuck in your own misery you're stuck in that fucking circle of shit and you've gotten used to it I feel like that's what was going on. Like yeah. he had a chance, you know, to maybe like turn over a new leaf. But he's convincing himself by drinking that, hey, I'm. I don't want to coach your fucking basketball team. Yeah. There was actually one fun. I did. Because the, the more drunk he gets, it's not something to really laugh at. But I mean, they were throwing in like some kind of like jokes now and again. But there's one part. Where he's like, he goes, I can't help it. Your fucking basketball team's like, what? am I, Michael Jordan will wave a fucking wand. <laughs> like I, I was like, yeah, I was like that makes sense. But yeah, dude, it was powerful as yeah. hell, man. And you know, the the main thing is that. We've seen movies like, you know, what I thought going in, it was going to be like Coach Carter with Samuel L. Jackson, and like the main focus was going to be on, you know, treating the kids and getting them up and believing in themselves. It's not really like that. The byproduct is the basketball story. Like that's the small part of it. There are some cool moments with the basketball team that he definitely does inspire them to be better than what they thought they were, but it's about, it's literally about his journey out of the the the, the shithole that he's found himself yeah. in, and and to being a better person. Well, that's what happens. The
1: the, the basketball story reaches its pinnacle, like. Almost like halfway through Early, the film, yeah. and you're going. I was like, Is that it? Yeah, I was like, Dude, is- there was When they did that stop frame, I was yeah. like, What the fuck? Was this the Cosby yeah. show? Is it over? I actually worried about that in the trailer. When I saw the trailer, there's a certain shot where no. I go, Do they just give away the end of the movie? But they don't. Like, the the basketball story reaches this pinnacle like halfway through. But the movie does a great job of saying, Hey, great, just because you won or just because you were successful at this doesn't mean that the right. story's over. And there's, like, like I said, there's a huge, like, you can't even call it a twist, but it's just something the plot holds from you until about halfway through. And then when they drop it on, you, part of the reason for what he's going through and how dark it is, man, it's fucking dark. And, I, I dude, I, I'd say the, my cry meter was about, about five. I cried about five times during this movie. Your and vagina was leaking hard. It was leaking so hard. And what he does so good in this movie, man, is that he holds it in for so long yeah. that, like, it's not... It, he's not going for a dramatic here. He's not, he's not trying to be dramatic. No. He's not going for an Oscar or anything like that. There's one scene particularly at the end of the movie that really ties into what he actually went through dude. and it's fucking heartbreaking the end of that movie got me like everything else
0: like i was i was on the edge i was on i'm on the edge i was i was almost there like i'm almost going all the way into ricky lake crying yeah but i didn't i didn't go there and then the very end of the movie and what he expresses and and that scene that he delivers you know this emotional fucking speech i was like i did that thing when when you're starting to cry i'm like I'm trying to like bring it back in because I was like, no, uh, I look, I don't know. It was, it was, it was just terrible and it was, it was so raw and so real. And and I think the, the, the thing about what Ben Affleck does so uh, majestically in this film, I, I gave the majesty word. I did because it's Ben Affleck, but is that he's vulnerable. He's vulnerable throughout the entire movie. And you know, it's just surface level tough guy bullshit that he's putting on a front. And you know it's just underneath the surface. And and, you know, guys are guilty of this. Like, guys do this all the time. Like, something's really wrong, and something's going on, and we're cracking like fucking eggs on the inside, but we have to put on this fucking strong front like we're goddamn Batman on steroids. But it's not real at all. Like, it's it's just... You're one second
1: away from... (laughs) Falling over the edge and, and being a Goo Goo
0: Dolls music video. Especially
1: when he... when he, The scenes of him in the bar. When he's joking around with people Dude. and he's like shooting the shit with them. <clears> like you can see that front. Like he literally goes there to drink to put on that front so that he can literally forget all the shit. And when the stuff that goes to the... When it has to do with kids and stuff like yeah. that. That stuff was so fucking bad. I didn't know that like, was, I, was go, yeah. I didn't know that at all. And like when I was sitting there watching that. It's fucking painful. And I was sitting Dude. there watching. And I'm with my 10 year old. And like we moved up the armrest. And she was kind of to me and we were watching or whatever. And like I was literally like... He like not trying not to cry. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was fucking dark, man. It, it's 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 a powerful fucking.
0: There's movie. yeah. There's uh, again. This is a, a non-spoiler, but there's one uh, particular scene uh, other than the ending, which is the most powerful, uh, powerful for me that made me cry. But uh, when his friend's daughter is going through something, or or his son, and he's like, I can't be here. And he like runs, because the thing is, even in the bar, like you can look in his eyes and see a broken person, like even while smiling. And that's the thing, that's what, you know, that's what I like the most about the film is that they're portraying a guy that seems like he's got it under control. Like he's okay. He's having a party of his life and he's okay. But even when he's laughing and smiling and joking with his buddies in the bar, like he's broken. And you can fucking see like the fact that he's trying so hard to fit in and he's trying to make it seem okay that his own friend uh, that hangs out with him at the bar, Doc, Uh, helps him out all the time it's like that's fucking sad man like the guy knows there's one scene uh, when he's getting fucking blasted and and his butthole is about ready to fall off because of how drunk he is that Doc is sitting at the bar and he's like looking over and he knows he's fucking gone but his friends are uh, such drunk assholes they don't care I mean it was like you motherfuckers look like two princes like they look like the fucking group two princes and they're they're <laughs> agging him on,
1: yeah.
0: but Doc's the only one who's like, hey man, let me get you home. And he's falling over and he's like laughing about it, trying to joke it away. But dude, it, like, it was so goddamn powerful, man. Do yourself a favor and check this movie out. It's totally worth it. And I'm glad, honestly, I'm glad that Ben Affleck took a break and and walked away from the Batman stuff to make a movie like this because I feel like it's a good trade off. I feel like it's worth yep. it. At the end of the day, he
1: says he said he wants to do like he had such a good time doing this, like interacting with the kids and the basketball team and stuff like that. He's like, these are the kind of movies I want to do in my career. These are the kind of movies that mean something. And and the thing about this movie is like. If you go in it expecting like this 10 minute long, like over the top, rocky dialogue where someone no. like completely goes crazy and has like a big speech, it's not that, it's very understated. And especially that surprising coming from Gavin O'Connor because if you look at a movie like Warrior, it's over the top, it's over the top like fireworks and emotions and end, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, And, and some crazy but stuff. But he's built to it subtle. This this is a Gavin O'Connor film but also it's subtle and it's held back yeah. and he holds it back and there's these little moments where like the character breaks just a little bit. There's no like crazy, like I said, dialogue scenes or anything wild going on, but there's these little bitty moments where Ben Affleck's character breaks and they're so fucking real and realistic that it's really fucking it's it's there's something you you can tell it's fucking real but like you can tell it comes from what he's been going yeah, through it's it's, it's from, it's from, it's from his heart man and yeah.
0: like, you don't get that many movies today that actually just yeah. show like they, they put it out there like he's not going for an Academy Award he's not going for an Oscar. he's just like this is my story. this is cathartic for me. Yeah. I'm working through some real life shit and I'm able to put all of myself in this because it touches my my heart. As far as like what's really going on, and it's yeah. a great film, man. Yeah. It really is, and uh, I hope he gets recognized for it. I hope people love it, and I hope that like the thing about the movie itself, the movie itself is okay. Like the movie is not bad. It's crunchy on the outside, but chewy in the middle. Yeah, like it's okay, yeah. just like the candy bar. But it's the it's the it's the journey that Jackie or Ben Affleck's character takes. That Ooh, she's is Jack. Jack. No, they call him Jackie a bunch you of times. But yeah they but it's that it's that journey, uh, that Jack and Diane <laughs> that well that Jack takes on his on his uh road to um... Recovery and and that's that's the best thing I I can describe. I'm gonna give the movie an 8.5. That's right where I'm at 8.5 I I feel like it's a solid film I I feel that it's a very cathartic film for Ben Affleck I feel like a lot of people that maybe you were watching that are going through some issues in your life that may be a very Terrible thing could get like an understanding from watching this movie and maybe a, a betterment of yourself I feel like the, the 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 basketball star you know the, the basketball stuff and all the other stuff around it is really just the the candy coat shelling that you got, they got to get you in there somehow. Like, it was like, oh, it's going to be an inspirational movie about basketball players. But once you sit there and you watch it and you realize what's going on, you're like, man, I, maybe maybe you're going through that. Maybe you know somebody that's gone through that. Maybe, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's like,
1: damn, man, that's that's really happening on the silver screen. And I especially love the scenes with his outer family that are like trying to connect with him and they know what he's going mm-hmm. through. But he has, like, they, they also judge him like, your car's parked outside the bar every single night. Like, oh, your shower curtain smells like shit. Like, you're doing this. And how angry he gets them. The whole relationship. With his family that's like circling around him, not like his, his close, close family, but like his sister and stuff like that. Yeah. That they did that stuff extremely well too. And yeah, man, I get an 8.5 well. And I'm just happy as shit for Ben Affleck that he got to do this role, and it's not this over-the-top role that everybody's gonna overly judge and stuff like that. It was just a really good role for him and a good movie by a good director who knows the right strings to pull and knows the things to do. And like you said, man, the movie around it is good, it's fine, but Ben Affleck's performance and what he does here the just takes it over the fucking top. Yeah, he's and, the goddamn Titanic.
0: Everything else it. around him is the SS fucking Marina whatever the fuck it's called there's there's an authenticness
1: to this kind of movie and sure is it a a dramatic sports emotional uh, recovery film yes it is but with the things that Ben Affleck's doing in this film it adds a layer of authenticness to it that it just makes this movie almost one of a kind in a way I loved it so go see it that manager of fashionable male is at it again with some good shit he's gonna fuck in the back of a Volkswagen
0: but I wanna hug him (laughs) I'm gonna fuck you up beyond all recognition by the way really quick little side note to that there's so much more cussing from Ben Affleck than this. The motherfucker sounds like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> but crazy. I love it. And I, there's one, there's a quote, dude. I want to make a t-shirt of it. I, I'm sure they will. I wouldn't do it because it's obviously not our movie. But when he's like, pl- uh, he was like, a chip on our
1: fucking shoulder. Yeah, a chip it, on our fucking shoulder. I'm like, fucking. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. two chips. It's you jacked. And a Dorito. He sounds like Batman too in the huddle. He's I like, you got the new fucking show. I, I was
0: going to say, this probably made he's all spent. head coaches like fucking with Wiener Envy. Because when you got a big ass Ben Affleck Batman, Walking towards the coach, I'm like that's <laughs> fucking horse shit. You're like, I should look like that. He looks good as fuck in you know, a white little tight T-shirt with a little black tie. He's he's still built
1: as shit. If I was a referee, I'd be like you get whatever you want. That's fucking what bad. Whatever you work. Like, I
0: was like touchdown.
1: That brings us to our next film review, which is for the wonderful Isabel Combat Woman. Isabel, you are seriously a fucking beacon of light. She's You're an a amazing, treasure. Amazing ass person, treasure. hailing all the way from Sweden, weighing in at whatever pounds. Isabel's a fucking powerhouse. You're amazing. We love you. You're so sweet and kind. You're amazing. Yeah. She's a great girl. Huge She's a great girl. fucking asset to this channel and the, and the community. Everybody loves you and we love you. She picked a movie called The Night Watch. Which is actually, uh, it's a it's a movie that was made. I think it was made in '94. It was a foreign film starring Nikolai Waldro Kostov or whatever his mm-hmm. name is, Jamie from uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. And now Isabel prefers the original film, the the foreign film, uh, over the one I watched. This movie. It's called Night Watch. The American version is, and the American version came out in '97. Same director, um, but Steven Soderbergh wrote the film, and the and the remake stars uh, Ewan McGregor as uh, this this guy who just got a new job at a, at a, at a at a morgue as the nighttime security guard. As you do. Uh, it's, Craigslist. It's got Nick Nolte as the detective, Brad Dourif as the doctor cool. that keeps Overwatch over the thing, and Patricia Arquette as his girlfriend, and Josh Brolin as his... Be- that fucking cast, man. It was Jesus great, man. Christ. The thing is, right
0: when it starts, just the way it's creepy as fuck, it's kind of weird. I-, I felt like, especially when the credits were rolling for the intro of the film, I felt like Identity 2003. Yeah. Like where they, the, you just hear like weird like broken laughter and then the, the, the pieces are coming together like a puzzle piece. And, and it was the-
1: Dimension too, so it had this weird scream vibe yeah
0: i liked it i mean it's it's a really wild fucking weird movie and i really was invested at the like toward the middle of it like i really got invested like i liked the acting up to that point but it felt fucking weird like there was a lot of things about it i'm like it's a weird movie yeah i was like why the fuck does that guy treat his Girlfriend like a garbage juice fucking hood
1: rat that just popped yeah. out of the sewer. And, and here's the synopsis of the whole film. Basically, you and McGregor care, uh, like that? Brutal. uh <laughs> So the movie starts out okay, and you've got these people I think partying I stepped together. In dog shit, dude. I smell poop. <laughs> I smell something too. Like, yeah, I, like to look at my I don't know suit. what the fuck happened. Somebody to do the <laughs> shirt laundry. It's like a dry ass. I know. Uh, but it's not me. That's some curve. So anyway, the movie starts out, and there's a bunch of friends hanging out together. There's Patricia Arquette and her boyfriend, you and McGregor, and then there's Josh Brolin and his girlfriend. They're all hanging out together, and Ewan McGregor lets him know, "Hey, I got this job." He's a student, He's, and Ewan McGregor's fucking dope as shit. He's very much train spotting Ewan McGregor in this, it. like fucking. You liked him? I loved him in this movie. Yeah. I thought he was awesome. I thought he was
0: cool, except for the part where everything like like significant that would happen. He'd be like, oh geez, gee Willow. I
1: think he was just a weird dude. I didn't, I, 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 like, I,
0: I just don't like the pussy vibe.
1: But uh, same thing with uh, uh, the dude from Game of Thrones, Jamie in the original version, and it's almost a shot-for-shot remake. It's like again, it's the same director, like Psycho. But uh, yeah, kind of like that but so he's just this wild like kind of punkish kid like he's like and, and his friend him and josh brolin they go out to the bars and they drink at night and they get fucked up and they're both a little weird and kooky and, and like off the hinge a little bit and strange uh again it feels very much like train spotting you and mcgregor but they they hang out he gets a job at a morgue as a security guard and he's like all i have to do is sit on my ass sit on I, I didn't like i ass. didn't like josh brolin's fucking girlfriend though marie Cause she's like, that sounds disgusting. I was like, who the fuck asked you? Yeah. I got a job. I'm a med student. But dude, if you think jo- if you think Josh Brolin was a dick to his girlfriend in this movie, you should have seen what the dude in the original was. He was fucking off. Do you know
0: what his girlfriend? Do you know who Josh Brolin reminded me a lot of in this film? He reminded me of uh, remember Hellraiser Inferno, the detective? Yeah, yeah, He yeah, looks yeah. and acts just he fucking wears, like, like the same coat, just the like same that.
1: exact guy. But his friend Josh Brolin is this kind of guy who uh, he he kind of lives on the outskirts of life. At one point, he's talking to him. They they get in a fight with these dudes at a bar, and he's like, man. He's like, did you feel the rush from that? He was like, he, like, he's weird and fucked up. He's like, I, I didn't get a rush from it. He's like, and I need that rush. I need to do that rush. Like, he's kind of fucked up and like tilted. be normal and snort coke. Yeah, he's tilting yeah, the yeah. head and he's out for kicks and he needs to do something weird. So they come up with this game. It's like, okay, if we're two guys in a movie, uh, like we challenge each other's shit. And if I challenge you to something, you have to do it. So at one point, he challenges him to fuck a hooker and all this crazy shit goes on. And this is non-spoiler by the way because I feel yeah. like most people haven't seen this movie. And again, I watched this like 10 years ago for the first time. Blew my fucking mind. Loved it. I just loved I, it. again
0: the the, the pussy liar that fucking Ewan McGregor is in this. I can't
1: like, dude. It's like it's. It gets it's just an point, impressionable kid. Though. It's not. He's not. He's the same age as Brolin. But he's impressionable and he looks up to Brolin for some. Sick just because age. Josh Brolin's a sexy man beast that should be
0: carved <laughs> from the Greek gods, it doesn't mean anything. Like literally, he says, "Hey, go fuck this hooker," because I just used my. I used your name when I fucked her, and there's a serial killer on the loose, by the way. Yeah. No. Uh, it's good. He's like gee williker I don't know what about my girlfriend he's like what about her she'll never know he's
1: like okay it sounds good when do we start he's very impressionable right? but but and that's it's kind of, I have a mole it's a hard synopsis <laughs> to get through because the movie's fucking crazy but basically there's a killer on the loose while all this stuff's going on and he, he, he's fucking killing people and uh, so he gets this this job as security guard in the morgue yeah. and like that's those scenes in both movies are so fucking cool because he's in this little office he's there in the middle of the night he's the night watchman the janitor is awesome because he like lives him over the keys and he's like all fucking creepy He's like, you know, the last guy that uh, no, here he was to he, fuck the corpses. He was the old, he was a retiring security guard. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant yeah. to say. But uh, the, the whole story is fucking fascinating. Nick Nolte plays this detective that shows up He's who's great. hunting the killer, and all this kind of revolves around him and his girlfriend, and the killings start happening, and you don't know who's actually doing these killings. It's a serial killer movie, but it's a horror movie, but it's also like Autopsy of Jane Doe, where yeah. it revolves around this creepy fucking what? morgue setting. It's so strange and cool. By the way, this is pre-Bath Salt's Nick Nolte.
0: Yeah. like he's normal yeah. but it, it also yeah the very beginning of the movie the way when he gets the job at the morgue it starts off like you think it's going to be a paranormal movie like it's going to be some fucking yeah. weird autopsy
1: Jane Doe feels yeah
0: like it's <laughs> going to have something weird or like ghostly that's going to be happening in the hallways of the morgue especially with the the backstory that the, the, the retiring security guards giving to you McGregor you're like oh my god like I gotta put this shit on mute and put subtitles on it because it's going to get fucking weird it doesn't really manifest itself that way. There is a psychological thriller thing going throughout the movie because it's it's more like a whodunit, and plus it keeps you on on the edge of your seat because you're not sure if like if there is a supernatural element to it or if it's like you know,
1: but. And this, uh, as a security guard What he has to do What makes it feel so supernatural Is if you've ever worked A security guard before Like we both have ah. We've both been security guards It's boring as shit At times But you've got to make your round. So he's got to go through the, the morgue And he's got to walk past All the rows of dead bodies To this 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 key clucker turner thing. You know, he's got to put his key in it and turn it just so that they know he made his rounds. He but clucks to that so, keyhole. And he's in this morgue completely alone at night. If you've ever worked third shift at a creepy place, you'll oh, fucking man. love this movie. He has to walk through all these dead bodies and like do this thing, and it adds this creepy feel to the movie. You know what it felt like? It felt like a very, like at the very beginning of this movie, it it, it did feel like um,
0: like uh, are you afraid of the dark or like uh, Fear Street or Eerie Indiana? Was it Erie? Erie Indiana. Yeah. Eerie Indiana. It felt like an episode of that because he's working in this more. Is, by the way, I would say uh, one thing I do want to point out uh, the music's fucking on point. Oh, that yeah. shit disturbs you and it unnerves you and it definitely puts you in the movie in a different way. Um, and there's only a few movies that do that where the music actually is more of a character in the film than the actual story. Like it actually gets you there. That's what it does. Like she tickled my butt with a feather and she got me there. But. It does it does like kind of do a, a like a 180 on you because you think it's going to go one way and then all of a sudden boom like what the fuck and then you're like damn I'm into this because what happens Brolin And and, you know uh, some of the some of the accusations that fly, and you're like, oh, it's definitely this person. It really is like a whodunit, but with an edge to it. Yeah. So yeah, man, I I fucking I like the shit out of it. Yeah. There were moments I didn't like so much. There were times that I was like, I'm a little bored, or I like get to the fucking point, or
1: maybe don't take too long to be weird. You know what it is, dude? Is that, and I feel this every time I watch this, uh, is that when at one point, and again, we're gonna go non-spoiler with this because I want people to watch it because it's a fun fucking '90s feeling film that you just don't get these days. That orange Bud Light It's getting there hard But it does Dude it has this Edgy fucking 790s thriller Fucking like Edge to it That you don't know What kind of Fucked up shit's Around the corner And that the original Is even more fucked up There's a scene Where they like Fuck in the morgue And like crazy shit happens Mm. It's fucking weird But anyways uh, Hardcore serial killer movie Vibes going on But at one point I say three fourths of the way through the film, they finally reveal who the killer is. You find out who, who was is. it. Once you find out who the killer is, the the winds kind of get sucked out of the movie. Like it's so intriguing and you don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on, and then they show you who it is, and it's a nice creepy fucking serial killer vibe that they got when they reveal the killer. But once they reveal him, it kind of comes a lot you less know what? interesting I, the rest of the way. I was
0: thinking the same thing. There's one moment, yeah, like in the apartment and yeah. and she's in there and then you see a gloved hand come out yeah that's the one and then it's like the door opens the face is revealed you you get i was like you could have milked that though man you could have done something really cool yeah. with that and Too waited early. yeah and then like you know then at that point it's like well i can't wait this motherfucker to get caught because he's going to go fuck up because the yeah, anyway i don't know like like i said like it was pretty much as, as to me in some ways it was like get to the fucking point you lost me there or it's being too weird, and it's trying to go off, and it's trying to lead me off the tracks, but I already know what's going on. Like, I feel like this was a movie that was trying to throw a couple of curveballs at you while you're watching it to kind of, you know, oh, what's going I don't know. And then it was like, dude, I mean, come on. I know you're going to throw a fucking heater down the middle. I'm going to hit yeah. that bitch out the park. <laughs> but it's like, but you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. would throw curveballs down again. Like, oh, well, you've already well, given away, you've already blown your load.
1: Like, I get it now. That's the thing. Well, the problem is, is that, and it's fucking fascinating, three-fourths of the way through. But when they reveal their hand, when, when they show you what's going on, and then they continue to try to trick you afterwards, you're yeah. like,
0: wait, I already know. You have a small wiener. I mean, you understand. Yeah, it's I, okay. I already know. Why, why are you trying to play you games with me? You showed it
1: up. At this point. But ultimately, where I lay on this movie, man, and again, even before Isabel recommended it, it was a movie that I watched on a whim yeah. and fucking fell in love with because... It's so fucking, like, Ewan McGregor's character is so out there and he's kind of a punk kid and it's so wild and Josh Brolin's character is so I wild. I thought
0: Brolin was weird as fuck. Right? Yeah, he's weird as shit. Yeah.
1: And there's that thing with the hooker. Oh, Dude, hooker. That, it, Every time she spoke, I was like, shut up and die! I feel like Josh Brolin <laughs> was Patrick Bateman's idol. Yeah, they're so fucking, they're, they're, they live on, like, the outskirts of society and they're so fucking strange and they're so kind of like... And he's also, so, uh, what's that, how do you say it? Sodio... Goth punk. Uh, Sodio, no, uh, Josh Brolin,
0: uh, Sadio Masochist? Yeah, Sadio Masochist. Masochist, yeah, yeah. that's exactly Exactly what he is. Like, he's a fucking... There's one scene at the, at the goddamn diner or, yeah. I mean, the restaurant. It's so goddamn uncomfortable because he's doing shit on yeah. purpose and it's like, fuck, dude. I mean, do you need another shot or something? Do
1: you need some weed I, to calm down? I think you said it best earlier. There's little bitty... Hints of like American Psycho in there, with really the is. way that they're
0: like Patrick Bateman looks like I jacked off to this movie.
1: Yeah, I like it. It's fucking weird, man, but it's so fascinating and so fun to watch, and the actors are good. And again, the original, the same way. Mm. I, like I said, I know Isabel said that like, her favorite is the the original, of the foreign film, because she thinks it's creepier. It I get that; it's pretty much the exact same movie. Yeah. But for me, I connect to Night Watch, the American version, because for one, I saw it first, mm. and two, because it's easier to you know they're they're talking it's in digested, language, it, right? yeah. and, and I know the actors or whatever but I will say I like the detective even better than Nick Nolte in the first one because you don't know his face so he comes off as kind of a creepy weirdo. I like the detective in the original better and the original had better moments in it. Um, my favorite personally is Nightwatch but either way you could watch it either or and have a good time with you're, it. But... Right, you're, what, like, your favorite Night what, what version? Nightwatch is my favorite one. The American version is my favorite one yeah.
0: but uh, I will say this is a movie. What's the Swedish version called? Like I can't watch say of the it, night. Like Vet
1: vegan or something. Uh, I, I can't say it exactly. Watch the night. Uh, Isabel could tell us, but they're both really, really good, and they're both really fascinating movies to watch. And they give you that '90s thriller vibe, where it's like gothic, mm. like I said, like punk goth kind of vibe to it, where like yeah. anything could fucking happen any moment, and it's kind of gross. And like they show like naked bodies with like bushes hanging out and shit. It's kind of a fucked up movie that you would not get today. It, if they did make this movie today, it would be on VOD and it would have far less capable actors in it. Right? I love this movie, dude. I give it a strong 8.5. Love it. I'm gonna give it a seven. I,
0: I liked it. It was cool. Like I had a good time watching it. I didn't think I was gonna have as much of a good time watching it right away because it was too out there. It, like I mean again, I haven't seen the Swedish version or the foreign version, but it just takes for me a little time for me to get rolling with what's going on. I did like the the, the throw around, like at first it starts off as as one kind of movie and then it becomes another kind of movie. I liked that, that was cool. Uh, I did like the actors. I thought they all did a great job. I thought the script was a little weak sometimes, a little watered down. Like they didn't really know what they wanted to do sometimes. Um, And I felt like almost they went with one direction and they abandoned the idea halfway through the fucking movie. And they're like, no, let's go, let's
1: do this. They wanted to trick you.
0: Yeah. And it it was like, but you could see it coming from a mile away. I know you had poop on your finger (laughs) when you tried to shake my hand. Stink palm me, you bastard. So. But the music was great. Like the music really didn't unnerve you and it made you feel weird. And then there were uh, some of the death scenes. It kind of fucked with me. Like there was one, not the beginning. The beginning's fucked up, but there's one uh, death scene that happens toward the middle of the movie right before the killers revealed, that it was like, damn, that's fucking weird. Very Citizen
1: X, if you, you know, remember it, Citizen X, it feels uh, like that. It,
0: yeah, it was like, you're really fucking weird, I'm like, damn, that's that's kind of out there. But overall, yeah, 7.0, um, I, I appreciate the fuck that you recommended it. I've never seen this movie before, ever, and I thought that you recommended that bullshit Watch movie that came out, like the vampire the vampire movie. one, yeah. And I was like, that's a garbage movie. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, Like, I know that there are people, uh, it's, an, it's an Americanized version that I watched, but and maybe the Spanish one's better, but that movie Fucking blue. But I'm glad it was this movie. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Isabel. Like, that was a really
1: uh, cool little selection that you picked out for us. My favorite just my favorite thing surrounding this entire movie though, whether it's Nikolai or it's uh, Ewan McGregor it's just the idea of a security guard working third shift and dealing with fucked up shit being completely alone mm. in a morgue and dealing with fucked up shit that, should, so have been, cool. that should have
0: been the way back with
1: Ben Affleck <laughs> just dealing with that like you gotta deal, get through your well, alcoholism there Isabel, you're the best you know that we love you I can't wait to see you this October you're an amazing fucking person we're gonna hug you tight and you're the best and uh, guys definitely totally right re- and I think even though you gave it a lower score you recommend it too no I mean it's a great movie yeah, watch Night watch, watch. That,
0: that, 7.0 is not like that's, what, that's all he get. It's still, a 5.0 yeah. is
1: average, a 7.0 is pretty high, yeah. so it's
0: a good movie. Got Check it, especially
1: it out. if you're in the mood for like a weird, like, 7-ballsy 90s thriller. Yeah, it's a good movie. Watch this fucking yeah. movie.
0: Big eggs! <laughs> Thank you so much. Have some scrabby eggs. Scrammy eggs?
1: We'll go from here.
0: Uh, we're gonna go into what we watched this week, but yeah. that looks like goddamn uh, Wesley Snipes and Too Wong Food thanks for everything, <laughs> Julie Newmar. And why watch that this yeah, week? Yeah, dude. Uh, and I forgot, like I forgot, like there's it's a great movie, by the way. Too Wong Food thanks for everything, Julie yeah. Newmar. Uh, Patrick Swayze, um, Wesley Snipes and John Guazamo addressing his dragon. The queen. ballsiness of those dudes to make that movie when and, they didn't have and to and it came it came out in like the, the, the 94 or 95. So yeah. it was like up there and their careers were booming at that time. Dude, they fucking killed it. And I always remember the beginning of that movie when uh, Patrick Swayze gets out and he's like, he, he puts his hair up and he was like, and what about the body? I am body beautiful.
1: And <laughs> you're, you're the, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Dude, it reminds me of oh, 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 oh. For, for Katie's birthday on New Year's Eve when we went to that drag show for her birthday because that's what she wanted to do. We go to the yeah. drag show. We, we were sitting there like I don't know what's gonna happen, and they come out and the lights come out, and it's like no ugly people allowed. <laughs> we I, I fucking well, dying I, I, to happen. You know they, they took it
0: like you could tell that Wesley Snipes and Patrick Swayze like really like they were like hey we're, this is fun like we're having a good time no no issues here. John L- uh, like was actually fucking took it to another level. Like, I mean, he was, he was like, he looked like a chick. But the other two, like, they're too manly. They're fucking masculines coming through. But it was, it was, uh, it was funny, dude, because, uh, like, Patrick Swayze is very, like, uh, fluent in in his, you know, his actions and reactions to Legos Ammo. And he's like, um... Little boy in a Latin dress. You are not yet a drag queen. You have to find a way to be a drag queen. You are nothing more than a little Latin boy. in her history. I'm just a Latin boy in a dress. I'm just a Latin boy in a dress. <laughs> it's like pull the car over, and then he runs away like this. And then he's like fine. Patrick Patrick Swayze gets out of the car. He's like fine. Vita is her name. Her name's Vita in the movie. She's like fine. You're a drag princess. He goes, I can live with that. And then he runs back. <laughs> Dude, you gotta watch it. It's fucking I hilarious. I'm in mood to scam
1: simply because I can uh,
0: And um, E equals MC square. You should uh But uh, also, um, <laughs> the guy from Best of the Best, isn't it? Uh, Travis? Yeah, Eric Roberts? No, no, no. Travis. Oh, that. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but there's one scene where it gets fucking weird. Like, uh, the, he pulls them over and he sets Patrick Swayze up on the car. And he's like, you're a big woman. And they, he, he's like, oh, come on, baby. You know you want it. And he puts his hand up his dress, like, get your hand off my dick, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he knocks it out. It's fucking, dude, it's one of the cooler movies I've seen in a long time. And I remember watching it and renting it back. I don't even know why. I, I think it was because uh, I saw the cover of it. And uh, I was, I don't know, I think it was, I was 12 or 13 when I rented it. I was like, it's, it's going to be one of those um comedy action films because yeah. they look like they're just dressed up and they're going to go, you know, on an adventure. They're going to be Amar-Selsky. But it's weird, like, everybody, everybody's talking about, like, you know, how in today's society everybody's more accepting of, of lifestyles and things like that. But, dude, that movie was really ahead of its time. They and didn't have to do that at no, all. No, not at all. And, dude, you're talking about the some of the biggest mega stars of action movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, Patrick Swayze is a little bit, he did Roadhouse, but... Wesley Snipes for like for sure uh, like they did this and he did that three years after he did or or five years after he did uh, White Man Can't Jump and yeah. and you know I, again the message is great it's, it's it's a really cool story it's a lot, it's about friendship it's about overcoming the odds it you you've never seen it. I've, I've seen too long. Before. Oh, I thought you had oh never yeah, seen. no, no. It's yeah. a it's a great movie, man. And again, uh, all that bullshit that people are like. Well, back then nobody cared. And like oh, no, there was in equal rights. Yeah. Fuck you. Go and pick up a history book, or go back to your local cinemas, or or go go on Google and find out, like. There were movies that existed back then, and I remember when that movie came out, there was no controversy. There was no like CNN or Fox News wacky or fun, MSNBC man. that was yeah. like fucking making articles about it, or any other bullshit with uh, bullshit sites being like, this is what we're talking about, what America needs. None of that. It was like, yeah. this is
1: a movie... That's representing a, a class that should be represented and we're having a good time. Exactly. Fuck you. They didn't have to fucking do it. And by the way, speaking of white man can't jump, I'm pretty sure that's I watched leading, that too I'm pretty sure that's leading in the polls for this month's uh, Patreon. Commentary. I watched I w I didn't watch all of it, but that's a great fucking lead. Yeah. And though. by the way the Patreon, as we said, Isabel is this month's uh, this week's Patreon person. If you want to get on the Patreon stuff, we have a, 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 a monthly commentary, and this week it's going to be, uh, there's a difference between basketball movies and some other stuff, but I think White Man Can't Jump is going to end up being the though. Patreon you commentary. You get, we going to Cisla, we going to Cisla.
0: What? does that start with the letter Q? <laughs> yeah. uh, but also, uh, what I also watched, uh, speaking of like, uh, movies that were probably outside of the time that mm-hmm. worked, um, I did watch A League of Their Own, which I fucking like. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. And then he's like, yeah, that's right. You kiss my white hairy ass. <laughs> uh, again, a movie literally about women being uh, in a baseball league after the men go off to war. And then uh, Harvey Bars and the one guy representing the Harvey Bars fighting for them to have their own league and to continue the league. A Madonna's in it. Movie, Rosie yeah. O'Donnell's in it. Um um fucking uh, G- I can't remember the the girl's name from uh, Beetlejuice. She's the main girl in it. Winona Ryder. nope not that one. The redhead girl. Oh, don't okay. know. One of the main girls. Gina, <laughs> Gina I don't remember her name. Um Gina Davis. Oh yeah, Gina Davis. And Gina Davis and obviously the great Tom Hanks. It's a great movie, uh, well ahead of its time, uh, and they showcase a lot of stuff. Again, another bullshit thing that everybody wants to convince you of nowadays that didn't exist or it never existed, and we need to fucking talk and fight it for our, for our goddamn rights, SJW, suck <laughs> That shit was going on like fucking almost 30 years ago, motherfuckers, okay? And it was natural. And, and no one, It was fucking natural. I remember watching A League of Their Own. Again, it was a movie. I rented back in the day. Uh, I watched it on HBO when there was just one HBO. I remember
1: like seeing it. And, like I never thought all Saturday night new movie every Saturday night at nine. Yeah, that
0: and, I, and I never, I never fucking once thought, oh, they're all chicks or or, or or those are all dudes dressed in drag. I again, it was just a cool movie and it was greatly acted. It was yeah. it was appreciated and again they didn't make a big deal about it. They didn't ram it in your fucking mouth and say you gotta take this and
1: swallow it, bitch. Yeah. Swallow my babies. They didn't do that. They didn't ask you to make a political decision before you watch the fucking movie. Yeah, you
0: know. And and then like Madonna's like, well, what if there was a key moment in the game and my bosoms pop out? And then Rose was like, you don't think that there's people that've seen your bosoms before? It's like, no, bitch. (laughs) But I want to see them. But either way, it was it, it's a great movie, man. And I had a great time watching it. Madonna's it, in that bitch, too. That's it? what she said. Yeah. She actually wrote the song, um, I can't remember, but she wrote a song for the movie. It's a really good song. Either way, I, those are the two big
1: movies I watched. Yeah. I watched some other bullshit, but. Two specific ones, man, yeah. I like, I, Do I, you know what I watched? I got some deep into some DC shit this fucking week. Dude, I know what you're gonna say, and
0: I, I saw your fucking notes, and I, I'm pissed at you. What? That you watched that movie. What? Red Sun. Red Sun, you fucking asshole. Superman,
1: Red Sun, fucking badass. That's what I want. I, Fuck. I don't want to hear too much about because we got to review it. I want to. I, I want to watch Spoiler it. Spoiler free, but like Superman Red Sun is based off of the novel, that, uh, the yeah. novel that came out before. But in this version, this is brand new. You can't even like you can buy it, but you can't rent it yet. But in Superman Red Sun, it it takes. The DC universe And it flips it on It flips it on its fucking head Yeah So It just asks the question it's like, the, the premise is it, crazy it, Yeah If if Clark if, if Superman landed In Soviet Russia, Mother Russia Russia Instead of landing in the US And because he was there And he grew up indoctrinated By all these ideas mm-hmm. And communism And all this shit Going on up there If he was a completely Different person Dude, this movie is so fucking ballsy. Like they take Batman and he's even got like the fucking Russia hat and they're all from Russia yeah. or whatever. They take Batman and they turn him into a straight up fucking terrorist. The and US Batman, would be fucked. The Batman's Batman's a straight up terrorist. Like he literally like he's he's Dennis Hopper and fucking speed, dude. Like he kills people, he blows them up because he hates Superman so bad and what he stands in Russia. for in the system in Russia that he goes and, and one woman's in the movie and she plays is some she Russian role. Too? Uh, no no, she's not Russian but she's over there and then you've got Lex Luthor is actually kind of the good guy in a weird way and Lex Luthor's married to and Lois Lane but he's still representing American is yeah American? Lex Luthor is the American guy oh. and he's married to Lois Lane and he's still trying to find a way to combat Superman but in this story Superman is is, is you know he's all about Russia but there, and he's for Stalin and all this shit like that but then he finds out some of the stuff Stalin but he didn't does <clears throat> no he, he cares he gets well, I, I thought he would be loyal to the USSR no matter what no he is uh, I don't want to give away spoilers but shit gets fucked up crazy to the movie but it's just one of those things that the only the DC animated universe could do yep. like the only like Marvel couldn't do this shit like DC animated universe do they take these characters the they're like cussing uh, oh yeah it's, it's a little you bit dark there's some yeah there's some dark Ooh, shit there's some dark I shit want that to to it. but uh, it, fucking, it was fantastic did, I, did yeah. you rent it yeah, I thought you. Uh, no, no, I, I, you had to buy it to watch. Yeah, it. I was gonna say like
0: I thought you only had to. I was going to, and I was like, uh, like I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, you had to buy it to watch it. So I bought it and I watched it. But like the way that it, the, the way the whole thing goes down, man. Like the scene when Batman and Superman fight. Batman, he uses the, the red heat sunlights to, to fuck him up. But and, he wants to fucking kill him. And he does. And like, he's it's not like any, like, we're friends. The fight between Batman and Superman, Batman fucks him off. Oh, well, Batman's an amazing uh, Bat. creature of, of
0: sexiness. The thing is, uh, it's so good. I, I like it. It's a cool idea. I just wish that Batman didn't come from Russia. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I, I think. And they the, made I, him a fucking terrorist. I know. I think, the, straight I, up I think the idea of having him from America and then teaming up with Luther. To maybe yeah. take down Superman, like this fucking yeah.
1: unstoppable being that's representing the USSR would have been cool. But you just but the way that they did everything, it was so ballsy and it was so out there, and they took Brainiac. What they did with Brainiac was fucking genius. Was this all in one movie? Yeah, it was all in and, like a- and that's the only problem with it. They, they, they compact this crazy story into one fucking movie. And at halfway through the movie, they start, like, they throw in the Green Lantern Corps, they throw in fucking everything. They throw the kitchen sink at you, and they change up everything, and like halfway through, They really have just too much to deal with, you know? And they start, like, throwing the kitchen sink at you. And by the end of the movie, things that are supposed to land really heavy don't land as heavy as they should, and it doesn't really have to wait. Was it too long? No, it it, it wasn't long enough. In a way, it should have been a whole series. Like, you could have made a whole Netflix series out of this, but they only had an hour and a half to work with, so they did what they could, and it was still fucking amazing. But... Yeah, just just the balls, man. The balls on them to take these characters. The entire movie, the moral ambiguity is crazy. You don't know who to root for. Like, should I be rooting for Lex Luthor? Should I be rooting for Superman? I'll root for the winner. I don't know who to root for. Like, I don't know who the good guy is. And to have to have to take the biggest characters in the DC universe and not know who to root for or how to feel. For 75 to 80% of the movie is really fucking cool. Hey, motherfucking communist. It's it's good time. I I fucking vote for Luther,
0: American.
1: Yeah. American made, bitch. But Superman still has his ideals. Even though he believes in the Soviet, you know, he believes in all that shit, he still has good ideals. Like, he believes in what he's doing. So he thinks he's doing the right thing. That's what makes it so hard. Vodka bottle right up his butthole and it's laced with kryptonite. Dude, it's so fucking good. But uh, I've been watching that DC Universe that the app. So I also watched the first, the episode of Lois and Clark. You never seen it. Never seen it before. It's amazing. It, it's. Great. i remember, i bet, No, it is. It's I remember watching. It, I, well,
0: see, I remember watching it when it first Dean came. Dean Cain. It was great. Yeah, yeah and uh, uh, Carrie. Uh, or was it Carrie? No, I don't remember I, her name. Oh my fuck, dude. Lois Lane. Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Fucking Terry Hatcher was hot as fuck. And like I was like, she's perfect, Lois Lane. Dean Cain was actually really good as, uh, as. She was such a bitch. Yeah, because Lois Lane is
1: a bitch. But she's no, always Lois Lane story can be a bitch. But you understand? But this Lois Lane was just like hateful. That's
0: what. I didn't well, like yeah, it. but either way, like it's a great story, and the, yeah. and the first episode is, is actually really well done. And it's a movie. It's I an bought hour and a half and all. I, I bought the yeah. I bought the DVD, uh, the entire TV series. Yeah. A long time ago, I bought them and uh, I watched it and I was like. You know, at that point when I bought it, like, shit had already come out. Like, you know, special effect movies, and it was big, giant. This is like a low-budget kind of Superman, but it's still well-acted, and they got some good stories in it, and I I did like the fact that I loved Smallville. I thought Smallville was cool, but I like the fact that Dean King is actually Superman. You see the suit, you see the fucking spandex tights, and, like, he's got the whole thing going on. Smallville never did that, but... I understand why they didn't do it, but nonetheless, I wanted to see Superman. Yeah, and it's cool to
1: see. And D.K. was actually a decent Superman. You no, know, he did do a good job, and I liked his character. But in, in this first episode, he's mostly Clark Kent for yeah. almost the entire episode. But what I liked is you got to see him talk to his parents, and, and, and it's all it really does delve right back. Clark Kent,
0: the- A.K.A. Ted Bundy. What he looks like Ted Bundy. Didn't he do a Ted Bundy? Uh, didn't one uh, no, I, I think I think Gang was Ted Bundy.
1: But I know that like when he goes back to visit his parents, like he would like fly back to his parents' house real quick and like tell them about how his life was going. There were so many parallels to Man of Steel. There's actually a point where the mom asks like, "Would you want him to do like let, let the guy die in the subway?" And, and he doesn't do what Kevin Costner does, and the dad doesn't say, "Yeah, maybe he should have." But he yeah. goes, he looks at the camera, he's like, "Mm-hmm," you know, like you could tell. He's, there's a lot of Man of Steel parallels, but and there's you know. He, What's fun watching about the Lois and Clark first episode is that they don't have the effects. They're they're trying to show you this is Superman without having the money to show you it's Superman. Yeah. So he's like hanging out in his hotel room, which weirdly has a payphone on the wall in his room. You gotta have it, what you gotta have. He has have. a payphone on the wall in his motel That room. costs extra, bitch. But he's like, he's like, st- like he's thinking in the middle of the night and he's, stand- he's like Dracula standing upside down on a ceiling. It's just weird to watch how they do shit. I, I just think it was cool, though, because back
0: when it came out in the mi- early, early mid-90s, it was cool to see a Superman show. Like yeah. you got to
1: see a Superman fucking show, yeah.
0: live action. It was cool, man. Yeah. Like
1: it, it was like the granddaddy of the CW. <laughs> and there's one point where Lex Luthor's sitting there and he's just like hanging out in his den. I never and really then, liked that Lex Luthor. Uh, he was okay though. Like I thought he did a good job. And then the, the, this cobra slithers in. Like the snake yeah. slithers into his room and the cobra fucking stands up on its tiny and it, it, like spreads out and Lex Luthor s- turns around and stares at him in his chair and he's like and then the fucking cobra like withers away and then the guy who released the cobra's like is that all Lex? He's like yeah that'll be all like he paid a guy to drop a fucking cobra in his room just so he could fucking evil eye it stare it back down and make it go away and that's what a weird fucking show that's why he's the master of the cobra kai yeah it's just so weird man fucking snake it's uh, snakeville it's not the best and it's corny and it's cheesy and it's low budget but it's just a weird like awkward era of superman to watch and uh, if I had all the time in the fucking world, I would watch the entire Lois and Clark it's fucking a, It's a thing. good show. It's but a great show. it was fun to go back and look at that. But yeah, that's, 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 that's all I watched, man. Got into that shit. I yeah. watched the first half of Batman Year One, Two, just to get into the Robert Pattinson. You never seen thing. it? I, never, I I saw it like a long time ago, like once. You saw the cartoon version. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's fucking badass. But the cartoon version of Batman Year One, that by the way, DC, if you don't know, it's a DC of all time. Animated it's Universe a of all is time. the shit. They have the fucking. Movies I think that I think rules. the closest that Marvel
0: ever came to DC Animated, like uh, the fucking prestige Zeus mountaintop that they are, is uh,
1: they did the Ultimates.
0: Yeah. Back in the day But it, it, it still didn't touch What yeah. DC
1: is able to do Animated wise DC is the fucking yeah. king Say what you want to About Marvel And how they have their shit down But as far as animated wise The DCEU fucking owns Dude I got I, I'll let you borrow
0: it uh, Year one I got the On DVD Blu-ray And then I also got The, the graphic novel
1: they're fucking amazing, oh, but, dude. They're fucking awesome. Well, that's what I'm halfway through right now. Is the, is the, is the the animated Batman Year One. What I like about it is Brian Cranston literally is Commissioner Gordon. Like yeah. he's voicing Commissioner Gordon, and a lot of people are saying that the the Batman's gonna be. It's going to be about year one. Yeah. But it's not really because the year one is basically it's Commissioner Gordon's story and Batman is an outlier. Sorry, I got in the like story. dick coming my eye. <laughs> it happens. But that story is mainly about Brian Cranston as Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. Like, year one is mostly about Commissioner Gordon, far more from than it his is about view. Batman. Yeah. And I, the, with the Commissioner Gordon they hired, I know who's the dude from Casino Royale. I don't think they're actually full on going that route at all. But uh, really good, fucking. It's amazing. Series. It's an amazing show, movie, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But mm-hmm. DCEU animated, dude. There's so much shit to delve into. You can't there. get better. If you're gonna pick, uh, if you're Fuck. gonna pick an
0: animated series to watch, you definitely want to go to DC and watch their yeah. shit versus Marvel. They got amazing shit, and
1: they got the balls to tell the crazy stories that they can't tell in film. Right, and that's our fucking show. It's done. It's over. We're there. We're, we're ready to go and wrap it up. It's and, the week. And and guess what? We might have impregnated some of you. Maybe none of I you. I hope so. But we hope that we have twins. I hope so. With you guys. For the people who joined us in the live stream at the that beginning, was awesome. of this uh, we're, we're like we've been going for like six hours now. <laughs> it's doing late doing this thing. Yeah, we've been going for like six hours during the show tonight. Uh, but it's been fun as fuck. It was so fun to hang out with you guys in the live stream in the beginning. And again, once a month we're gonna do the live stream thing. Um, but the news stories, all this shit, you guys have been so receptive to the new show idea and how everything's going on. We're really appreciative. We're lucky, dudes. It's fun as fuck to be able to hang yeah. out once a week.
0: And, and you guys are gracious enough to party you know, hard, even hang out with us. Despite our technical difficulties and stupidity when it comes when to it's technology, party
1: we will party hard. Party hard.
0: And yeah, we're gonna have Andrew WK on yeah. the show one day, and he's gonna play that soon, yeah. just for you. But no, uh, yeah, you guys are great. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us for a little while, and we're glad that we got to chill with you guys too. Uh, once a month, like Mike said, we're gonna be doing a live stream show with you guys. If you guys are interested, if you guys are available on Friday nights, starting at 10, ten, ten thirty. We'll let you know. We'll keep you posted whatever time it may be. But check it out. Hang out with us for a bit.
1: And uh, thank, thank you so much for uh, taking your time out of the day to chill and if you don't have the time to watch the show on youtube we're doing we're taking the entire show and we're making it into a podcast that's going up weekly also we're doing movie commentaries and shit we just did once upon a time in hollywood it was fun the entire movie commentary there's so much content that's going on the podcast that you can't get here so make sure spotify itunes wherever that you go and you listen to the podcast just thank you guys for hanging out with us great whatever i can't believe how sexy you are
0: feels good right now i'm kissing you through the screen and mike's touching your taint
1: Mm. Oh, and, and your butt cheeks. Mm. <laughs> we love your fucking faces. And if you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn wham opinion. Fill it up in you every day. Whoa! Hey,
0: what's that? Is that a tickle on my butt? Nope, that's a wham dick. That's right up in there.
1: Good.
0: Feel good. Sit down on it. We watched a movie. Yeah. We watched a movie.
1: We watched it. We watched a movie. We did a review, we watched a movie We watched a movie